Ramble. You also took the name Steve, Zach. Well, I, I was inspired. <laughs> Slippery Steven. I like. I'm good. I'm on board. Steve. First of all, you're Steve. I'm Steven. And actually, mm, Steven's my last name. My first name's Slippery. Wow. Oh, very good. I've really um, been enjoying the Zoom function of of renaming. I don't feel that people are using it quite enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach, do you want to introduce this one? I think I just did. <laughs> I think that we're already in it, Miles. This week, okay. we're not doing an introduction. You're already listening to the tripod. Whoa. Whoa. Gotta, yeah, gotta we're in it, framing. motherfucker. And get, oh, and Ned has just sneakily uh, uh, moved a box behind him. I think, Ned, you should be Sneaky Steven. Sneaky Steven? Uh, maybe sne- <laughs> Sneaky Sneaky Steve. Sneaky Steve-o. We have a Steve. Sneaky so- Stevie. Guys, we have the stew. We're, mm. we're doing Zoom, as you know, and on Zoom you can rename yourself, and so we're having fun with it. This is the tripod. You've got my boy Steve Haber's hot dog. Hey, what's up? Ha ha ha! You've got <laughs> Sneaky Stevis. What up? What up? We'll keep sneaking, y'all. Eugene, what kind of <laughs> Eugene? What kind of Steve do you want to be? Oh, I'm um sexy Sven. Mm. Ooh, wow, that's the name of my sourdough starter. Oh. Say hello to the world's uh, sexy Sven. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your other friend, Slippery Steven, and of course we are joined as always by Sniveling Miles. That's me, Snivel, Snivel. <laughs> wow, look at that. Today on the tripod, we're gonna go through a menagerie of topics. We're gonna do some top tenny countdowns. Menagerie. 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 Menage a trois menagerie. Wow. A fucking collection. A lingerie. And, uh, all right, well, I'm just going to yield the floor. What do you guys want to talk about? You know, we just came off the weekend, yeah. um, which the weekend doesn't really mean too much anymore, but it does, you know, now it's shaping into like, okay, on Friday and Saturday, I'm more likely to have Zooms with all my friends mm-hmm. and like do something. We did a Passover uh, Seder on Friday. I didn't invite Zach. That was a mistake. That was a oops. Yeah, that was a rough. You know that I, I don't know Keith, why <laughs> uh, is not Jewish, but he ho- used to host a Passover seder for years, and it's become my Passover seder. And I've spoken very highly. Your friend Brian hosts it. He runs right. it, runs a hell of a Passover. And I I told Meg, I'm like, ah, you know, it's a bummer that we're not doing Passover this year. It's one. Of, it's the only Jewish holiday that I really look forward to. But my family Oops. doesn't really do one, and uh, of course, everyone's apart this year. But then, on on what was it Friday night? Yeah, yeah, Friday night, I go in to play Catan with Ned uh, and some of our other uh, co-workers. We had a, a late night Catan night. And I'm, I'm like, you know what, guys? I've got the Zoom. I've got the company Zoom. I'll send out the invite. Huh, that's weird. The Zoom's already being used. What's that? That's weird. There's a Passover Seder on the calendar. <laughs> Who could possibly be doing that? How was it, Keith? Well, it was Sorry, great. So Steve. I wanted, I thought about, you know, inviting you, but I didn't think to invite you until like Friday day. And I was like, he's not going to be able to have matzo ball soup. He's not going to be able to have matzo. He's not going to have any of the stuff he needs. I, I've, and 
in my mind, I just thought like, oh, I just shouldn't invite him at all. <laughs> and that was wrong. I don't know why I made that decision. Um, but I just thought, well, it's too complicated. And then I also saw like you, Ned was asking people about Catan. I'm like, oh, Zach's probably playing Catan. I, he probably won't care. He won't miss it. But then, of course, <laughs> like, you have always spoken how much you like it. You brought over the Rugrats Passover as a I book. I think Zach did have a great time in Catan. I mean, sure. shout out to Zach. Corn Diddy, a.k.a. Gloria, who in one single turn pulled off one of the greatest <laughs> Catan moves I've ever seen, going from five victory points, capturing Largest Army and Longest Road in a single turn, and revealing an unplayed victory point. Oh, wow. shit. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. It was very exciting. Uh, uh, and we, we Pretty played impressive. A, an online portal that assigns you names, but you can't change your name so i <laughs> yeah so i was gloria all night and i was just taking on this alter ego where i was just this very sweet old woman in the chat telling very her, polite everyone uh, yet just totally unforgiving one more thing about passover and rub it it's in. that that we didn't have uh matzah right the stores were all out when we had gone mm. but Matzah is like the e it's literally the easiest bread. It's the bread when you can't make bread. And I don't know why more people just don't make their own matzah. It's unbelievably simple. It's way more delicious because you get to oil it and salt it how you please. Oh. Um, mm. And they're just great crackers. If you make too many, you can just have crackers uh, in your house. I I've, I made it. It's just I would, flour and more. water. It's flour and water. And uh, there is something else in it. Salt, obviously. Salt, yeah, I think that's it. And it's you just <laughs> wow. roll. You basically make the dough. You roll it out as thin as you possibly can. You let it sit. You roll it out even thinner, and then you put it on a preheated baking rack on the top of your oven at like a very high heat. And like you flip it, it gets two minutes per size, and it's done. Oh, wow, fantastic! It is interesting that uh, Passover and Easter are so close to each other because the main difference in our bread is that yours has risen. <laughs> exactly. Well, you don't have Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no Christ in your brain. <laughs> you know. You know. The Last Supper is a seder. Wow. How that about he that? added in the. He added in the. This is my body, and this. The, he adds in the 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 real bread and the and the the making the wine about him instead of the wine about the struggles of their people beforehand. Because uh, normally you drink uh, the wine and you pour out some wine for each each you know thing uh, throughout it. I love the. And I feel like now I'm pretty good at speaking Americanized Hebrew when it's written phonetically. Uh, oh, really? Wait, show word. us a taste. Show us a taste. Baruch Hata Adonai Alehenu Malik Halom. That's one of the things <laughs> you good. say. Pretty good. Wow. <laughs> and uh, my favorite word is Hagothen. Oh. <laughs> what a word. Hagothen. Doda Rabah, my friend. I don't know what any of these words mean. Uh, on this night, we some nights we only eat this way. Why this night do we do both? I love it. It's it's great. It's fun for the whole family. Are you more Jewish than Zach now? Uh, no. This year he is. I, I maybe this year, but I, you it just, was very fun. You just fun. spoke more Hebrew Hebrew in that moment than I've ever heard Zach. I've never heard well, Zach he speak Hebrew. Uh, never seen him do a, a seder dinner. Yeah. No, I was going to say you brought it up in the Easter egg hunt video, but we haven't done any Jewish things. We should do a Seder as a video. And also we should enact, like recreate just the way that the Rugrat special does all the things. <laughs> so like with dolls and stuff, we should make the plagues. We should make like, it's such oh, a yes. great, amazing story. It's a fun and one. 
It's a fun one, and it, and it ends in victory, kind of. They end up, you know, they're wandering through the desert. They win, and then they're stuck in the yeah. desert for 40 years. But other than that... I'm just saying it for reenacting the Rugrat Seder. Uh, speaking of Seders, uh, you guys have any big Easter plans? Eggs, chocolate, rabbits? You know, Maybe. Easter was yesterday it happened right wow. <laughs> okay. uh, i know did you have any I oh said. did you have any did you have any plans did you have any plans did you have any plans people usually say that yeah did, did you, you have are, plans are for the future <laughs> did you <laughs> and then people have... just say did you do anything fun for easter what did <laughs> no. you do did you have <laughs> plans did you have like if i was asking you i you did have plans time. but you know what miles my plans didn't come to fruition <laughs> oh no <laughs> Yeah, it was rainy, so I didn't do egg hunt. We gave Wes yeah. an Easter basket, then we played inside, and we had Easter fun time dance party on the inside. So uh, Wes's favorite song is Yummy by Justin Bieber. Ew. Um, <laughs> God. Well, yeah. He does it. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. He is too, uh, and all the foods he eats are yummy, therefore... <laughs> He loves it. He just is like, yummy, 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 tummy. And we're like, okay, we'll play this. And he just jumps around and dances. Wow. Uh, we had to cut out the music in the last vlog, but that's what we were dancing to. And he like, wow. it's, it's now by request. And it, he'll, he'll try and say like, hey, Google, play yummy by Justin Bieber. Wow. But it, he doesn't quite get it all the way out Let's go to Bieber, I think I think Bieber might be the first pop star name that he said yeah Bieber. wow Ned, if you can get if you can get that clean there's a brand deal right there what's that yeah right if you can get Wes clean saying hey Google play yummy by Justin Bieber that's like two ad spots right there that's wow two, two okay deals. Uh, it makes me a little comfortable uncomfortable now that it's like a oh, ad thing it was cute <laughs> Now, Don't but, think of it um, as an ad read. Think of it as an investment in his future. That's yeah. true. College fund. <laughs> God, yeah. Also, Yummy's about, you know. Yeah. I know yeah. what it's about, but, <laughs> you know, if you just kind of ignore that, it's what, a very cute song for a two-year-old. What, what is it about? I don't know that this song that his son is singing, what is it about? Zach, yummy you know stuff. what it is. Everyone knows what it's about. Is it about, it's about. Is it about what's Yummy? What is Yummy referring to? Is it... Is it kissing or is it like... No, no, you know what's yeah. yummy. You know what, you guys. Know let's let's just move on. Like, <laughs> you guys made it weird. I was telling a cute story and then everyone is That's like true. trying to make it gross. Obviously, doesn't understand any of that. Here's Ugh, a question. Here, guys, here's a question. Is, is Justin Bieber good? Like, I mean, is like, his music good or is he no, a good person? No, is he good? Is he universally good? Is he his music good? Is he good? Do we like him? Well, uh, considering that Jay Biebs is one of my closest and dearest oldest friends, I'm going to take myself out of this conversation. Yeah, for sure, obviously. I mean, before I've said some disparaging things <laughs> about him, before I found out he has Lyme disease? Oh, Lyme, Lyme, Lyme disease. He has something. Okay. He has something bad, and then I felt bad. Um, I, I don't love his, uh, music that much. I like, I mean, there are songs that I've liked. There were, there, some of his music was, uh, you know, a, a theme of the summer because I couldn't not hear it anywhere. The, I would say his music is a neutral good, but his personality is a chaotic evil. Oh, yeah. I like that. I mean, that one album is, is nothing but hits. Right. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. You know, I'm realizing guys, I got a Bieber story that oh. I never dropped wow. on this pod. I got, I actually, in fact, I have definitive proof that Mr. Biebs 
listened to this podcast. No way. <laughs> no. I, I have no. definitive no. proof. Definitive. Show us your proof. For this story, I'm going to take you back to yesteryear before. My proof is a story. (laughs) Before the Corona, what? Okay, I got invited to the Justin Bieber uh, premiere of his movie for YouTube original. Actually, it was a a series. I think we all got invited, but I was the only one who went, Uh, which means that I got invited. And I thought it would be very funny. I thought it would be like, wow, what a stupid uh, event to say that I got to go to. Also, I'll get to get on that red carpet and I'm going to take some pics and I'm going to like get get my Getty photo game up because I I say no to all those events. I, I don't do them. And then every now and then I see you guys go to them and you get those like fun, nice photos. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. So I get to the event. It's held in in uh, Westwood at the, one of those theaters in downtown right by UCLA. And I get there, there's a special sign-in. You feel very exclusive when you go to one of these events uh, because there are these barricades and there are a whole bunch of uh, Bieber fans clamoring, screaming, saying hello. And I get my own little walkway and I go through the metal detector. Me and Maggie got dressed up. We looked all cute. And I get to the end and there are these three people there. And their job is to sign in people who are going to walk the red carpet. So I say hello, but it's clear that they don't, maybe know who I am and Mm. they didn't care to ask and there were a lot of people that were like just Bieber's friends so they're like do you want to walk the red carpet I'm like well yeah you guys asked me to like that was the email is do you want to come and walk the red carpet this wasn't it's partially ego but like I was doing it (laughs) to be taking a photo and then I could put it on my Instagram and promote this this series so but they don't hold normally what you do when you walk a red carpet yeah. is someone's on the side and they have a white erase board and they write the person's name and where they're from. So I expect this to happen. I walk on the red carpet. I turn. No one's holding the board up. And as a result, the photographers just look up and they look down and no one takes a single photo of me. So I'm just standing there on the red carpet all by oh, no. myself. It's absolutely mortifying. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I ask them? Do I go back and say, hi, I'm, a, I'm an important man. Do I go to the photographers and say, would anybody like to take my photo? Oh, God. Oh, no. I, so I look, I look to Maggie and I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, I'll take a picture of you. And I'm like, thanks, baby. So she takes a photo on her phone but because it's nighttime and we don't have flashes it doesn't look very good and then one of the fans across the barricade say hey Zach and I kind of sheepishly wave and then one person from YouTube with like a digital camcorder uh, snaps one little photo of me and I get off and you know what this was oh two (laughs) weeks after we had our apologies to Justin Bieber episode and I think he listened and he set me up (laughs) Yeah, he framed wow. me. Wait, wait. I think uh, yeah, that he knew that I was coming, <laughs> yeah. and he wanted me no. to look like an idiot. Oh my god! Uh, uh, it was genuinely one of the most mortifying things that's ever happened to me. The the that sounds awful. Full I'm on googling Getty photos to see if I can find this single single. I bad think photo there's one singular photo. Uh, yeah, and it was rough. So uh, yeah, Bieber and I we haven't talked since that night, which yeah. has been mm. tough on me. I was thinking like the bouncers were gonna be like, yeah, we have you as Zach Kornfeld from the Tripod, right? No, they had they didn't have me at all. And then Patrick Starr got there right after me and and got a flurry of photos taken. It was also more beautiful. 
yeah. so much. I look, I don't, I get it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But it was mortifying. If someone like Patrick Star shows up and you don't know who they are, like it's clear you should take a picture of them. It's like, well, that person is yeah. here for pictures. That that person looks <laughs> amazing. They look. I got to take pictures of this person. And I don't know who they are, but they look great. Yeah. In their defense, I look more like uh, someone's manager and or childhood friend who got an invite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Eugene, you've done a lot of those events, and you get your beautiful photos taken. What's what's the protocol? Where did I fuck up? No, I, I really haven't done any of those events. I, I I go to, I guess most of the events you've seen photos I've been at are either queer or Asian oriented, so they know I'm coming. Well, this was <laughs> white oriented. <laughs> they know I'm there. They know I'm coming. They know I'm there. I was an in. I was invited. I was an esteemed guest of Mr. Justin Bieber. Zach, I can't relate. <laughs> no, I love you, man. I love you. I think they made a mistake. You were clearly on the list. I think they just, you know, were not doing their job right. They yeah. looked at me and they're like, uh. Do you want to walk? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so no one with the whiteboard asked you your name in the beginning of the red carpet. They just asked me. The do person you with the whiteboard walk? never knows who you are, but they're always uh, like, right, Ned Fulmer, Try Guys. And normally yeah. for like when we're at events that like the streamies are things like people know who we are. So someone will walk up and before we can answer, someone's like, they're the Try Guys. They then they we don't have to do anything and we get to walk and it's great. We feel. Uh, lofty but you know at this kind of thing we get invited but people don't know us but then I look on Instagram and I'm always jealous because people are getting invited to the Marvel movie premiere red carpets or getting invited to like yeah. dope ass shit and I'm like oh, I was so jealous when I, I saw people invited to Star what? Wars premiere um, yeah there were uh, people from the Smoshes were there the Merrill twins were there I'm like what, what do they got that I don't got you know what, yeah. what you think our, let's what? keep this Smosh beef going because those fuckers yeah. yeah. get invited to every premiere well to be fair I think we don't push our management to seek that out so a lot of those other YouTubers they're they kind of lean really heavily into those promotional things mm -hmm. so I don't know maybe we should make a pact and uh see if you can get into the next movie red carpet in 2021 when we can do that again right yeah yeah digital yeah, about that fall like red carpet from your home <gasps> that's a good video idea we should do that oh my god but zach i think i think to bring it to like earth for a lot of listeners red carpets like waiting for it is a lot like waiting in line for a club so mm -hmm. if you're vip at a club and you walk up it's very clear and they just usher you in but there's like i'd say 90 percent of the people can get into the club they just don't know the protocol of what the club is. They got the money out. They know they're supposed to be there. They don't know if they're on the list or not. That's like every red carpet. So it's a pretty awkward experience, I think, for for most yeah. people. It's certainly nice when you're someone there just like, he's here, get his name on the board, get him on the carpet. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. a lot like waiting for a club. It's just, it's the Justin Bieber premiere. You would think I would at least be the top three most important people there. <laughs> it's Bieber. Uh, Scooter Braun and Zach Kornfeld. Maybe Haley Baldwin, Haley Bieber third, and then I'm a close fourth. Let me tell you, every interview you'll ever do on the red carpet as a try, guys. So, 
Hi, Try Guys. This time for this video, we're going to see if you would like to try <laughs> um, a cool mirror, selfie mirror we have for Twitter. If you guys want to try it, <laughs> if you want to do like, okay, which one of you try guys to try first? <laughs> okay, okay. Now walk down the line and do the same bit with the next 16 interviews. Is there anything you guys wouldn't try? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and then one we of us mumbles, that. well, we already got prostate exams on camera, so... So how did you guys meet? I'm like, we've been together for six <laughs> years. Who cares how we met? It's not new. It's not new. Maybe we should uh, throw our own red carpet for a video, and we can be each other's interviewers, and we can usher Zach oh, wow. right to the front. Zach is Ooh, our Bieber. Yeah. And let's invite Bieber, and then just be like, do you want to uh, walk the digital carpet? And he'll be like, yeah, and then we'll be like, okay, and then we'll take no photos. See how it feels, Justin. Yeah, the best part about any of these events is always that they have pretty decent catering. Hello, the streamies, Wesley. all of them. Hello, Wesley. Hello. Come on in, Wesley. Wesley you want it? Wesley's got that yummy, yummy. Yeah. Wes and I did the other day uh, practice speaking into the microphone with headphones on, and ah, he loved it. He was like, "Whoa, so boo, 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 boo!" I can hear myself. We'll play the clip of it right now. What do you have to say to the people? Oh, yes. Can you say hello? Hello. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got it? Nice. I well, of course. I mean, oh, it's so yeah. cute. So we're working on Wes's podcast. Yeah, exactly. He reviews yeah. his favorite Justin Bieber songs. Guys, yeah. I did something pretty cool and very nerdy this weekend. Well, let me. me tell you about it. I partitioned my Mac laptop oh, to have shit. half Mac, yes. half Windows. Oh, shit. Oh, shit queen. is right. So I discovered that a bunch of my old college friends used to play the same game that I really loved in middle school. That game is Age of Empires 2. If you haven't ever played it or heard about it, it's a real-time strategy game. Where you're like clicking little people and moving them around, building little buildings and knights and castles and stuff. But it's all like, you know, it's all like Middle Ages. So you're a civilization from the Middle Ages, like the Britons or the or the Franks or the Turks or the or the Huns. And uh, it's uh, it's all it's it's so fun. I played it so much in middle school. And in order, I was like, oh, it's quarantine. I got some time on my hands. I want to play a new video game but the only way to play this since it came out in like 1999 is on uh -huh. windows i don't have a windows i have a mac right but what you can do is you can split bum, your bum, hard bum. drive into two pieces and then you uh, can yeah. either boot up in mac or boot up in windows so i installed a copy of windows on my computer download this game from steam and then boom <laughs> i'm playing like this like lo-fi graphics game that nice. I played in middle school and it just it took me back. I mean, I was getting Ugh. like nostalgia chills, the sound effects and the music. Ah, uh, it was all it was all great. And we were able to like play online with, you know, with buddies. Oh, that's awesome. It was it was it was Cute. super cool. Total Keith, total you had nostalgia a similar trip. Steam adventure, didn't you? I did. So Becky really wanted to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. She used to love it. Mm. And um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm sure we can get it on Steam or on something similar and play it. Like, why wouldn't we be able to? Well, I log on to Steam and it turns out that Roller Coaster Tycoon was last updated just long enough where the current Mac update can't play it. 
It cannot be played. However, I have a 10-year-old Mac laptop that Ooh. I rarely use, but it still works. So I fired it up, and the hilarious thing, it was on an operating software that was too old to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> so I had to update it to one that's still six years old. <laughs> I had to update it just to enough. To get it in that... I had to get it in that sweet spot yeah. so that I could download and have her play Roller Coaster Ty Tycoon. And then she did. And one of the first things she did is just create Zach and Maggie and trap them in their own part of the park. Per my uh, request. Like, my request. Oh, I told oh, that her. Was that's the move in Roller Coaster Tycoon. You trap everybody after a fun ride, jack up the bathroom prices, <laughs> their pants. <laughs> Nobody wants to come back, but you clean up. You torture, mm -hmm. you torture your friends, and then she still hasn't done the thing where you make a roller coaster but you don't complete it, right? So that the car flies right. off and explodes. That's the fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's she's on and off as a tycoon now. She she got in it and she like mastered it in like an hour, and she's like, "Is this all the game is?" I'm like, I'm "Pretty sure, yeah." I think it's just <laughs> pretty much. Now, Legos, Eugene, essentially. <laughs> Eugene, do you have any idea what we're talking about? I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed to play video games, so I don't know what this is. But when you were a kid, so you couldn't play video games. No. Um, were you reading? Were you playing outside barefoot with sticks and collecting <laughs> bugs? Like, what were you doing? Literally those two things. He was doing Animal Crossing, but he wasn't playing the game. He was just actually catching bugs and going fishing. <laughs> Age of Empires does have a civilization that's Koreans. Yeah, and wow. they have these cool, like, naval ships that are turtles and shoot cannonballs out of the mouths. That's actual Korean history. They had a uh, very famous right? naval warships called turtle ships. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I just remembered in relation to collecting bugs in the South. Because in the South, like, that is something you would do. You go, there's so many bugs. Yeah, or like, you can just or a go. creek. You go to the creek. Yeah, yeah the creek. The creek, you can find crawdiddies, crawdads. Yeah. You can find big, big old stink bugs, mm -hmm. beetles. Do you guys ever catch fireflies in a jar? And like carry it around. Hell yeah. That's the craziest thing that exists. That's like uh, some Pandora avatar shit. Magic. You ever smash them and have glowing hands? No. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah you could do that. No, Keith. No. Why? <laughs> you ever think about how it's pretty nice to be a hot bug? You know what I mean? Like there's clearly bugs that we find more attractive that we don't fuck with. Like you catch a firefly, you let that firefly go. Oh, yeah. Ladybug, lady you you find a ladybug lady inside bug? your house, you worship it. Yeah, yeah but like a housefly, <clears throat> bam, splat. A yeah, spider, yeah. bam, splat. Fuck you. Those yeah. poor ugly bugs, you know? Because you go to, to them close up, you get a close up micro, micro shot on that bug. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They all look the same. No. Mm -mm. Have you seen a, a ladybug mid-flight close up? They are monsters. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they, yeah, they have like so many things. That they pop are out. horrifying. Yeah, their shells open so their wings underneath their shells oh. can flutter, yeah. and then they have all their legs and their ugly little head out. Yeah, they're 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 monsters. Did y'all did y'all have um Katie dids and walking sticks? Yeah. Yeah, those are the best. Oh, yeah. yeah, so Katie Dids are the ones that look like leaves, and walking sticks are literally like, like branches. Yeah, so cool. you could be like, you could have basically what looks like a stick on your shoulder, and then you turn, and it just starts moving. Oh, that amazing. was yeah. some real Tim Burton shit. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely those uh, and praying mantises are like top three sexy bugs. Ooh, like mantises. a Katie Did is beautiful, but the praying the sexiest mantis, bug, like, so fucking hot, mm -hmm. so hot. <laughs> And daddy long legs. You guys know the deal with praying mantises, right? When they oh, yeah. done, when they done fucking, what oh, yeah. they do? They bite off their <laughs> husband's head. 
The lady yeah, eats the husband's motherfucking head, head for uh, sustenance. Oh, head, and yeah. I have on my old mini DV camcorder, they were, they were my friend's house for whatever reason, she would just get so many praying mantises at her house. Like like in the, the crease of the door, there was just one smushed because like they were everywhere. It makes no sense. They're an endangered species. They were all over. So she invites us over and two are dancing around her bedroom wall. They're doing a mating dance and we're following it for you know over an hour. And I'm like, I got to go to bed. I come back the next day and I find them making love. And again, I film it because I'm a creepy little kid. And it's <laughs> oh, awesome. God. But they're making yeah. love for like, again, 45 minutes go by and I'm like, I yummy, cannot yummy. film this yummy anymore. I come back the next, maybe later in that day, the next day, the the husband's body is decapitated, but his little praying mantis penis is still going, even wow. in death. Oh, yeah. The oh, dick yeah. keeps going. Oh. And, it, <laughs> and then like in a tree just beyond, the, the, the mama is watching his lifeless body still trying to hump wow. the air. Nature's oh, awesome. Horrifying. I wonder why evolutionarily they do that. If is it like they they, they need they just energy, get food, and the male's yeah. purpose is done. Then yeah, and I think you're exactly right. The male has served his purpose, and in this matriarchal society, he is now worthless, as mm. it should be. <laughs> what's y'all's What's y'all's number one scariest bug? Like um, the bug mm, that if it showed mm. up on your leg right now, you would have a heart <laughs> attack. I hate those silverfishes. Uh, really a silverfish that i just they, i don't like how they jump like grasshoppers and they crawl like um centipedes something about the combination of those skills is really just yeah they can jump they there's some of them that can jump and chicago has them a lot and they're actually they're like having spiders in your house they're actually good bugs they only eat mm. the worst bugs but god god had has not made an uglier bug than that thing it is just it the way it moves it's awful i hate that that disgusts me but it doesn't scare me like a wasp or a hornet hornet is probably mine being stung by a hornet is the most shocking thing it is it's bad nightmare <laughs> it's painful yeah, i would say also probably the, tarantula i mean that giant spider that's all hairy yeah but it's horrifying. not gonna you know tarantula is like you could be cute too they could be cute little friendly the in-between spiders are the ones you got to worry about. It's not the big old hairy mother. Like tarantulas, <laughs> you only encounter a tarantula when like some zookeeper brings it out and you go, Ooh. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's the brown recluse. What about you, Eugene? It's not a bug. <laughs> it's, it's uh it's, Ted Bundy. It's, it's serial bug killers. Like. <laughs> it's bug-like. It's a but human. I, <laughs> I, I've always hated, hated the idea of leeches. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Hate it. Oh. Because they got the body of a slug, but they got uh -huh. the teeth. They got the chompers of a predator. So you come yeah. out of that river oh. and you're just covered in these blood sucking little vile little fucking blood putts. Like things that expand with blood. It's just yeah. something about it's just. And you actually, like we were filming oh, a, a survival video and you actually got like covered in leeches because you went dipping in like a mud River, right? Oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, was just, oh, oh, you just know why'd you remind me? Oh, but it was like I'm, our first ever branded video, and it was the end I of the video. That. I don't even think we were filming. You just went to no, go cover thumbnails. yourself in mud, yes, for the thumbnail. And so yep. you go into this creek, oh. cover your body, and, and we're I not even was, filming. You just go, oh, it was 
I think it was Thomas, uh, Tommy Coin, Tommy Coin, the survivalist expert. He was like, I was like, what's this feeling? And he looks at me and he goes, oh, bud, you got leeches on you. And I was like, fuck, fuck. And I was like, my biggest fear. I basically <laughs> went to what was a, a leech nest and just smeared yeah. all of leeches them over everywhere. my body. Oh, I forgot about that. Were they attached? Oh, that's where my trauma about, Were they attached? Were they like in your skin? They were just, they were like yeah. hanging off of me and biting me. I put it, them like was all like, down here. He was peeling <laughs> them off and they were like sticky. <laughs> oh. um, it was just like, I just invited them to my hometown buffet. <laughs> oh, so we were like in the middle of nowhere. So it wasn't like we could just get a giant hose and spray them off. What do leeches do in the wild when they're not sucking on humans? What do they suck on? Uh, suck other on animals? any other animal. So any other animal yeah. bathing, they probably like, like squirrels or fucking, you know, like anything. Man, fuck them. Fuck <laughs> yeah they're yeah. parasites they're you know they hook onto things and just live off of them I, I would agree that anything that sucks and inflates with blood is horrifying big old, when you find oh if you've ever seen on a dog a a gray tick tick oh gray means oh. that thing is like a blueberry it, it and Disgusting. oh it's so fat, it can't walk and if you pop it dear lord oh. it is horrifying it is a nightmare. Is, <laughs> and in the oh. South, you pick big old ticks off your dogs all the time. And you're like, Jesus, God. Yeah. Y'all ever watch those um, dodo videos? <laughs> They're on Twitter yeah, and on YouTube. The dodo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like inspiring stories about animals. And yeah. quite a few involve rehabilitation of stray dogs. And it, whenever they show the makeover, they like open the ear up. And there's just a nest of like 20 Ugh. fat blueberries. Ew! Ah! I knew we were going to get there. Ugh. Once we start a conversation you know, <laughs> about gross things, we're going to reach you know, a limit. Yeah. You know what ticks love? Your genitals. No, they fucking stop love it. Okay. They no, love to crawl in no, their no, pants. No, no. Ew. Not They're literally either. just a bunch of little cocksuckers. Yeah. They are. Wow. Yummy, yummy. Right. right. Yummy. We feel like <laughs> we've talked yummy. about this, right? We've all had a tick on our balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll happen. It's a nightmare. It's Bad. very scary. You guys know the country song, I want to check you for ticks. No, that's great. Did we talk it's about one, this? It's one of the most hilarious. <laughs> Did we talk about this? I, I'm having deja vu oh, over yeah. here. I think so. I think we have vu? maybe mentioned Probably. it. Probably. I mean, we, it's very likely that we've talked about ticks on the podcast before. And, you know, that's just like. You got three Southern boys here. In my, in my you got brain. four Southern boys with Miles. We yeah. all know about that's ticks. Right. And, and I'm, I sure, can't there's, I'm sure there's some in New York, but man. They're vicious in the South. Oh. That's something that's so different about living in Los Angeles is that there's no bugs. Yeah. It's great. There's well, flies yeah. and mosquitoes. No and But not like compared to like Tennessee or Florida or West Virginia or Texas. Like you, it's yeah, definitely that's loud that's that's in the yeah. South. There's bugs always and they're screaming. Yes. They, you just walk into the woods and yeah, after cicadas, it rains, it's just like everybody's screaming. Oh my God. <laughs> cicadas are loud motherfuckers. But even grasshoppers and like just in the south, you go outside at night and yeah. it is loud. So I kind of like cicadas because my dad would tell me a story when I was little that he would walk me around the block as a baby and like the, the, the white noise of the cicadas would kind of help me fall asleep. Right. I think also cuddling with your dad and, you know, the sensation of swaying and walking helps. But I just know them because they, yeah, they molt. Yeah. They molt off the yeah. tree. So you see all their little skins, the shedded yeah. skins just Love hanging that. off the trees on the ground. Yeah, bugs are cool. They, the little the little hook hands, you can take them off the trees, you can hang them on anything. 
<laughs> our response to cicadas is why the three of us love horror movies. We're like, wow, little monsters. And Ned's like, ah, so soothing. Puts me to sleep. Hate <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys seen that YouTube channel where the guy just takes dangerous bugs and has them bite him? He has like a doctor standing by. Oh, and he has great them. wilderness, right? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. And he just has them bite yeah. him. And then he's just like, that's what he does. That's it. And he's just like screams in pain. That's Coyote wow. Peterson. Incredible. Yeah. It's like fat. Yeah. If you haven't seen that and you have time during the quarantine, go watch it because it is addicting and horrifying. But uh, oh, Keith's oh, gone. Keith we lost Keith. Keith. We lost Keith. We lost Keith. Keith. Keith is going to come back at some point, but hopefully Secret he's still Steve. recording his audio. Uh, as everybody knows, you can email us in your questions, and we get a lot of questions about crushes and first dates, etc. Um, usually, we don't answer them because they're uh, usually it's the similar topics. It's like, I have a crush on someone. I don't know what to do. Do they like me? Unsure. So we thought. Wow, Miles, it sounds time. like you don't like people's questions. What's going on, man? Are they not Ex good enough? Excuse me. I cherish every single question. I print them out. I post them on my wall. <laughs> I, I muse over them, ponder them. But well, we've decided to take this time to answer en masse questions that we've always had and that we've always wondered about, about crushes and first dates and how to be cute and how to kiss perfect. Eugene, tell us about crushes and first dates and how to kiss and be perfect. Oh, no, I, I thought this would be the opposite where we talk about how we failed at doing that. Well. Exactly, exactly. And, that's, and through our failure, that's how people know what not to do. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I'll tell you some embarrassing story. Uh, and by the way, Keith, his his uh, something died, so he might not be able to rejoin. But it's <laughs> he just okay. texted us and said, "I'm dead. That's all we got. <laughs> I'm dead." <laughs> okay, I'm gonna bring it back to a time called second grade. What? Whoa! <laughs> In second grade, something y'all can relate to. I thought I liked girls. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I was into and the ladies, and. Um, but I was a very nervous little little Asian boy, the only Asian kid. And um, there's this girl, I'll use the code name, um, Lauren. So there's a girl named Lauren in my second grade class who I had a big old crush on, right? I was like, wow, this is the girl I'm gonna marry because you're in second grade. right? And uh, everyone just saw me as like the nice kid, nice little Asian kid. And um, she was kind of interested or kind of dating this boy named, uh, I don't want to use his real name, but it's such a good name. We'll call him Gus, right? His name's Gus. Yeah. He was this big, like, you know, a boy who like looks like he should play football eventually. And this is second grade, mm -hmm. right? So you're saying she's kind of, she's like in a casual relationship with somebody else in second grade. Yeah, this was, <laughs> I feel like casual relationships were way more active in elementary school. Cause everyone was like, oh, I kind of like yeah. Gus. And Gus is like, I kind of like Lauren. And I was like, no, 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 Lauren's with me. And I'd like write about her in like my little journal. And then one day mm -hmm. we were making these posters for something like some sort of like spirit day. Cause that was very popular in this house, spirit days. I don't know what we were spirited about. But um, instead, she was like across the hall from me, we were drawing. And instead of making the poster, I drew this full poster page portrait of her, right? I just like painted this portrait, right? And I signed it at the bottom. And then I showed her afterwards and I was like, Lauren, uh, I just want to let you know, I think you're really pretty. So I, <laughs> I drew this picture of you. And she was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. But then the worst part was, was that the teacher liked it so much, she hung it up in the school. So with the other stuff, so there's this fucking huge portrait with my signature on it. And oh. by signature, it's just me writing my name, like Eugene, I'm the only Eugene 
of her and then Gus finds out because he knows he sees it and he comes and beats uh, me up no what? Down. Yeah, stay he, away from my girl literally <laughs> he, pu- he punched me he punched me in the bathroom in the oh back of the God. head uh, yeah. in the bathroom. back of the head oh. and just to get just to get even worse <clears throat> it was near Valentine's Day and then when Valentine's Day happened do y'all ever have those um, like packets you put on the edge of your desk and everyone can drop into Valentine's yeah mm-hmm. yes Gus ripped mine off, <gasps> threw it in the trash and said, you don't get any love this year. And then what he gave, you know what he fucking gave? I'm so mad about this still. You know what he fucking <laughs> gave Lauren? You know an what he gave Lauren in ring. front of everybody? Yes. He fucking gave her an engagement ring. No. He gave her a <laughs> little plastic diamond ring in front of everybody. He rips my thing off, throws in the trash, gets on one knee and proposes what? to Lauren. What? This was second grade. It's incredible. Yeah, but he was like, oh, it was like, but he does that and he goes, Lauren, will you be my girlfriend? And she was kind of, I don't know. I still think looking back that she was really moved by my portrait and that she secretly liked me. This is in my <laughs> dreams. She said yes. And they were together for like a year, but I was mortified. So after that, I was like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna express my crush on a girl ever again, which I uh, guess I uh, technically didn't. Cause then I was gay, but that was, <laughs> and that's why I'm gay. And that's no, but that was like, Real drama for me. So, you know, I guess the wow. lesson of the story is, uh, yeah, grand romantic public gestures, uh, tough when you don't have a confirmation back. But, you know, looking back, I was proud that I tried. I tried. Well, and then in the end, Gus also gave you a Valentine that said, roses are red, violets are blue, stay away from my girl or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. So, yeah, that was uh, that was cute. <laughs> I will say, as an elementary school kid, the bathroom is where the bullies uh, like were always like, lingering. Yeah, because no one, the teachers, the teachers can't see you. Yeah, and they all have mm-hmm. IBS. Yeah, where they're like <laughs> smoking cigarettes, getting high. Yeah, uh, giving each other tattoos. <laughs> I remember that some kids gave me like, uh, pu- I basically got public poop fear for forever <laughs> because I think I was like in first or second grade and I pooped at school and like the kids in the bathroom were like, oh, that's disgusting. You're such a loser. And I'm like, and then I was like terrified that like I should I was and I was like I guess I just poop before and after school now I guess I don't poop at school oh. ever again uh, and uh, Keith wow. you've really was, outgrown that fear in time I know I I'm I've handled it I've handled I'm so it. proud of you but I had did you guys in a high school or college have like your poop bathroom like a place that you went because you knew it was a good bathroom. Oh, for yeah. me, it was the second floor bathroom. The Center for Performing Arts at Illinois State University was a bathroom nobody used ever. Yeah. Always empty, always immaculately clean. Uh, it was just like you didn't know it was there because you had to go upstairs. So there was no reason to go upstairs because it's just the balcony seating for a show. So if it's a weekday, there's no shows. There's nobody in that bathroom. One of my f- <laughs> favorite high school bathroom stories you guys know my my best friend growing up eric who's still my best friend he was my roommate when i moved out here he was i think elected to the treasury of our student government and he made his sole purpose his own it was his platform it was his mission it was every single meeting was getting our school to install splash guards between the urinals (laughs) and i don't know the ladies listening may not know is that some urinals they're open you can look left you can look right and some have these little dividers like when you were taking your test in elementary school and you put the folders up so that you can't see but also so that the splash stays contained and after two years of fighting he got it 
it to happen and we installed wow. Scarsdale High School. If you're listening, you got Eric Charles to thank for the splash guards. And then senior <laughs> year, he's peeing next to our vice principal in the bathroom and he looks over and he goes, hey, you like those splash cards? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if Larry David had a high school adventure series, that would be his mission. It, like, this is a question specifically for the, uh, the Southern boys. Mm. Um, were, any, were there any bathrooms in your high school or, or a school at any point in time that the stalls didn't have doors. Yes. I just remember that it was our high school, our basketball gym, and also the football bathroom. So the bathrooms for the sporting events, they didn't have stall doors. Huh. And that didn't stop any of the older men in the South from just taking a dump no matter what. <laughs> but it was like a psychological nightmare for a child. Yeah. Was it yet yeah, to discourage pooping? I don't know what it was, but I remember when I was in high school once, uh, my band director was like, why can't you, I wanted to use the bathroom in the band room. And she's like, why can't you use the bathroom in the basketball course? I'm like, well, because Miss Hunley, they don't have doors. And she's like, they don't have doors. I'm like, no, that bathroom (laughs) has no door. She's like, that's horrifying. I'm like, I know, I don't know how it's okay. And then like a year later, I think she was like, you gotta give them doors. (laughs) No one had ever questioned it. And then we finally got doors when they redid like the whole school. And it was like, it was like a dream, but it was, I remember there were no doors. I'm like, there's no doors, Miss Honey. I can't use that bathroom. The worst nightmare (laughs) I never knew I had. Yeah. I think it's a weird, uh, relic of of sort of the patriarchy right so it's like this idea this is kind of the flip side this is where it hurts boys right because we are expected to like be very okay being totally naked around each other like while women are forced to like not even know their own bodies it's like no you can't even look down there for boys it's like once you're 12 you're in a locker room it's like take off your clothes look at each other's wee wees like whatever you should be able to shit in front of each other Mm Because we, I guess, it's just mm-hmm. such a strange, like the idea yeah. that because a lot of our bathrooms for sporting stuff too had no doors, and it's just like, uh-huh. yeah, take a shit in front of each other. What are you not a guy? You can't take a <laughs> shit in front of your friends. The way like, your guys is just like the trough, no, right? no separation, just like a bunch of shower heads next to each other, or like yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of men's bathrooms, and this horrifies a lot of girls when they find out have troughs. So it's not even yeah. like urinals; you just stand on a grate next to like ten other dudes, like yeah. shoulder to shoulder, he and you nice. pee in a trough. Well, we're going to try something new right now. Uh, it's called Getting Real for Five. And we like to use this podcast as a uh, uh, a break from the outside world, let you laugh. But we also want to bring up some things that we think are important in the world. So uh, this week over the last couple of days, you may have seen uh, the USPS has been trending. And the reason why is because they are seeking a bailout. And the current administration is refusing, threatening to refuse to sign the CARES Act, which is our relief bill, if a bailout for the USPS is included. Uh, we are here to say that we think the Postal Service is incredibly important, despite the fact that I have been on record uh, in the past as saying that I, I despite, I loathe getting, despise getting mail. I, I think it's such a nuisance, mm-hmm. but it is hugely important. Yeah, so uh, we all do hate getting junk mail, but the thing that is good about junk mail is it's something that actually funds uh, the post office, right? Because we aren't always, now that there's a lot more independent and private delivery companies, we order all our things through Amazon. Um, But a really important thing about the USPS is that they have to, and it's part of their thing, they will deliver to every address. Addresses that you can only get to by boat, addresses you can only get to by plane. Now, uh, private delivery companies often 
have limits on how far they deliver. And the last, they call it the last mile, the final mile, they drop off to the USPS because they're the only people who can get and will get to some addresses. I also learned that recently, like just to to say that very clearly, Amazon, uh, uh, Target, all of these big companies. Yes, yes. They use the U.S. Postal Service to deliver that last little extra bit. I was also surprised to learn that, um, that, yeah, junk mail basically subsidizes the other mail and keeps it all cheaper. I was favoriting some tweets this weekend, and this one said that this person works for FedEx. The cheapest way to send a birthday card to a rural resident using FedEx is $15.50. So, like, these are just little things that you don't think about. The fact that you can, if you use the U.S. Postal Service, 50 cents. You can send a letter anywhere in the world um, or in the country. Uh, And of course, what's really... Stamps. Stamps. Stamps Stamps. stamps are awesome. (laughs) Uh, And of course, what's really important about this is that we have an election coming up. And right now we're trying to uh, extend vote-by-mail registration, uh, which seems like it's going to be increasingly important, uh, especially with the coronavirus. And if we don't have a postal service, that's that's voter suppression. You can't have a democracy if people can't vote. And uh, I, some people think that uh, the USPS is like funded by tax dollars. It's actually not. It does get some grants um, from the government. But for the most part, it's weird. It's this government office that doesn't actually get the government subsidies that a lot of other uh, government branches and, and uh, you know, parts use, even though they now work, you know, people are USPS is out on Easter delivering packages that they pretty much work all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it employs just so many people, like so many people rely on not only the postal service as a, a, a need, but also just as, as occupation as work. And it just feels like with all the, the positives, there's such a, it, it just feels like such a strange, but directed thing to slash and we won't go into that mm-hmm. but i think that certainly um supporting something as fundamental as access to mail for uh all citizens is such it's just such a a, a intrinsic right that it just feels yeah. um particularly cruel to even consider taking that away from people eugene and to your point i believe it's six hundred and sixty thousand people that they employ so if we yeah. mm-hmm. if we including uh, one of the biggest employers of veterans and people of color so if we mm. don't save them uh they're going to run out of money uh by the summer and that's going to be something something that's in the constitution that's going to go away we'll we'll retweet some more resources if you want to read more uh including why their current deficit was something that was somewhat manufactured by a, a bill that was passed a couple years ago but in general we be, we want you to help us save the post office if you want to help there's actually a super easy way to do it you can text, yeah what can people what can people do if they're interested uh so one buy some stamps maybe write a letter spend this time if, if you have a young kid let them practice their handwriting send a letter it's great and it's easy but the easiest thing you can do right now is text um the easiest thing that you can do right now is text USPS to 50409. It'll put your name on a list that's going to send that to Congress and basically puts your name on a list that says, I support the U.S. Postal Service. I want to save it. Easy I'm as that. I'm doing that right now. Easy as I'm that. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it Me right too. now. Me uh, too. And another thing just about the, you know, buy, send some mail right now. It actually would be great to send mail that's local um, because this the thing that's great about the Postal Service is that whether you're sending a birthday card to your friend two miles away or your friend 2,000 miles away in America, it costs the same. 
right? But obviously the expense of delivering a letter from Florida to California is greater than from California to California. So write to someone in your own town. Everyone right now would probably love some mail. So, you know, write to your grandparents, write to your parents, try to keep it local if you can. That will actually do the most to keep money in the USPS's pockets and infrastructure. And that has been Getting Real for Five. Boom, boom. But if you're thinking about sending a letter, well, you might be thinking, what should I write? What do I do? And if you're thinking that, you might need some advice. Dare I say, advice that'll go for Miles? Mm. With your host, Miles? Miles Bonsignore. Have you ever wanted to drown? Oh, I don't want to drown. Boil your body into a crisp. <laughs> if you're gonna buy a pan, buy a fucking <laughs> iron pan. See where your enemies are hiding. Maybe my slippery little salmon. Yeah! Wow. What's up, Miles wow. Nation? How you guys doing tonight? Wow. I'm amped up! That was a very special user-submitted theme song from my boy, Lucas Matt. Okay? Shred it, Lucas. Shred thank, it. Thank you so much. Have y'all ever wanted to have a little S-P-A-C-E? Uh, what? Yeah. Space. Well, not, sure. not really right now. I kind of want the... Okay, opposite, describe what I'm doing with my arms. <laughs> Flailing, dancing, waving, that's, swimming. That's right. Have you ever wanted to put your finger wherever it wants to go? Tell me more. Where's this going, Miles? Going. Give me an M. 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 Give me an O. Uh -oh. Give me an N. N. Give me an I. I give, money. <laughs> give me a <laughs> give me a money. T He's give, spelling money. Give me a T. T. Give me an O. Oh. Oh. Give me R. an R. Monitor. R. Monitor. 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 <laughs> give me an A. A. Give me Monitor. an R. Monitor. <laughs> Monitor. A R. Give me an M. Monitor arm. Monitor arm. That's right, bitch. Get your ass down to the store and buy. Well, don't do that. Um. Oh yeah. Don't go. To <laughs> yeah. Get your hazmat suit on and go down to Best Buy because you're gonna want to buy a monitor arm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Your desk. These are useful. Your desk it. is a wreck. You <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> Your ass is made of sass, and it needs to last. So you're going to want a monitor arm to prop up your monitor computer above your desk. 
so that you have the space to put your cereal. You have the space to put your coffee. You have the space to draw a little doodle. <laughs> that little tiny burp? <laughs> I, I did. No. Why he has the space to burp? That's right. Monitor arms, I, I got coffee. I've got mugs. I've got PS4 controllers. I've got hard drives. I've got Ricola cough drops. But... I have so much space because I have a system that I purchased recently that is one computer monitor, one other monitor arm that has my laptop floating above my desk. You stupid bitch. Don't call our listeners that. <laughs> okay. We're, it's all in good fun, okay? He's We're calling teasing. Miles Nation <laughs> stupid bitches. It's a different sub-audience. Yeah. It's yeah. polite teasing. They love Everyone... being called stupid bitches. Yeah. No, he says he's right. a bish. Walk I say me through it. Okay. Where, yeah. where does the monitor arm attach to? I'm glad you asked, Uncle Ned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the monitor arm... Cool. You can do it in a couple different ways. You can, if you have a desk that like is possible to do this, you can like drill a hole and do a whole deal. But I don't have that. I have a glass desk. And I know what you're thinking. You're not supposed to clamp something on a glass desk. But I did it. Wow. So I clamp, it comes with a big clamp. So I clamp it on the outer side, the far side of my desk. And then it's like a clamp it. And then the pull, you put a tube goes up. And then the two arms come off it, and one of them's holding the monitor, and the other one's holding the laptop. Stand. I get it. So yeah. it's a hideous way to get you slightly more desk space. Uh, no, it's not hideous at all. In fact, it makes the monitor look like it's floating, Ned. You stupid bitch. Sounds <laughs> oh like God. sounds oh like God. it would not pass the aerial test, which means is hideous. Also, an option is to mount the monitor on the wall, so that way it's floating. There's cableless. There's no mess. There's no stress. No oh, mess, so it's no like mounting stress. a TV. It's like mounting a TV, but in a place that you know it's going to be. I well, like that it I'm into. Honestly, anything that gets it more eye level for the ergonomics, I'm into. Exactly, exactly. But it doesn't doesn't sound like it looks good. Uh, rude, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, Miles. Yeah, what's up, Eugene? My my main guy. <laughs> why why choose the longer words to spell? And that's a great question, Eugene. Now, yeah. it's because temptation and waiting for the right moment and mm. having suspense is all part of pleasure. Oh, so you're trying to pleasure us. And having that release at the end of monitor arm. It's getting worse. Is that is, is that some people want during quarantine is the release of finding out a surprise. Guys, for those who are uh, only listening on audio and not watching the video feed, during Advice They'll Go For Miles, both Ned and Keith got lunch hand-delivered to them, <laughs> and Ned has been eating food, staring into the camera, taunting me. Wow. I'm over Look here starving. Yeah. This is the rudest oh, shit that has fuck. ever That's happened good. to Yum. me. I Yum. I don't even want to know what you're eating. I just want you know what I gotta go make myself some lunch, and this I think yeah. has been an episode of the tripod. So how about so. that, you yeah. stupid bitch? <laughs> wow, pretty epic, guys. Make sure to subscribe, rate us five stars. It helps other people discover the podcast. I hope you're staying inside, washing your hands. We got episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. On the tripod. Also, check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash tripod. You can watch Ned eat and taunt me with his delicious hand delivery. Yum, 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 yum. Keith's got a pizza. That looks pretty good. Give me a T. 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 Give me an R. 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 R.
Give me a U. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me a C. 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 Give me a K. Yay. Yay. That's truck. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Time to truck on out of this (laughs) truck. So we are still doing our food bank promotion. Every order that you place on dryguys.com not only helps support the podcast, but also helps give food to those in need. We are donating a portion of our proceeds all of this month of April. Until next time. (laughs) Give me a rock. (laughs) Keith, take a big bite of food and hit us with the official tripod theme song. But full of food. R U C K. I said T R U C K. The spells truck. T R U C K. I said T R U C K. Spell truck. Have you ever seen a truck? Probably never seen a truck. And that's the tripod. Until next time, stay beautiful.